I think I want to do this is I want to talk about, I kind of want to go through how my progression went, um, uh -huh. how I, how I studied this and you can make comments along the way or ask questions. Cause I don't, I don't think this will take very long. It's just a, a few bullet points here. So oh, okay. we talked about before, but we both had this question of like, why do we talk about Jesus Christ so much when God is supposed to be, you know, kind of superior to him? He came well, first. And, then, and our father. You right. Know what I mean? Like, like he's our father, father yeah. then the son. Why don't we talk about him more than Jesus? Yeah. And so we, we, we figured it out. And then I just recently, like about a month ago, thought, man, I know who the father is and his role. I know who the son is and his role. And I know of the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> like, I think my next step is to figure out who this guy is and what his role is. So I was talking to my mentor and he was like, yeah, that's a really good place to start. Why don't we talk about that next week? Yeah. So in preparation to that, he briefly brought up first Nephi four, yeah. but so in preparation, I come and I read through the Bible dictionary and I read a few scriptures there. And really all I got, I was like, Oh, I'm learning so much. And all I got was like the spirit purifies and sanctifies us. And the, sometimes there's this phrase he quickens us and he teaches mm -hmm. us right and so mm -hmm. i was like okay i have it you know i have the list of things but i felt like i still didn't understand and so we met together and my mentor was like well there's this distinction between the light of christ and the gift of the holy ghost that I think, or not even just the gift of the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost itself, there's a distinction there that uh -huh. I that he thought was very important to know. So he, he told me that there's like three voices that we hear in our head. Um, one is the voice of Christ, or the Spirit of Christ. Of The Spirit of Christ, okay, yeah, I was the, like, whoa, I mean, I don't. Yeah, the Spirit <laughs> of Christ. Um, second is Satan, or his... his uh -huh. um, his influence. his influence and then third is our own voice and he said basically long story short is the way that you tell is the spirit of christ will kind of command you when it speaks to you it'll be like go help your neighbor you know like it and there's no question yeah. there's no question what it's asking you to do because it's so straightforward and then satan's voice or the influence of satan will just bombard you with all of these no like you don't have time today like you don't even like your neighbor that that much like remember that one time he like cut your grass or, or didn't cut your grass and it was just this tiny spot you know stuff like that and then our own voice mm -hmm. will then question those things so it'll be like like man i wonder what i should do like i wonder it's like a questioning like a what if like i wonder kind of voice in our head yeah, but, but he said that the first one actually is Jesus Christ commanding us through the spirit to do those things. So it is Jesus Christ. And th that's the one who gives us our commandments because we are now because of what he did. We are now indebted to him. So he commands us and we follow that commandment. And the way that it kind of clicked in my mind, I thought about it as if I was like on the phone with someone. And if I'm on the phone with someone and they're talking to me, what am I actually mm -hmm. hearing? Am I hearing this scientific sound wave that comes from the phone, or am I actually hearing the person speaking to me? And it's like, well, kind of both, yeah. you know? Like, that's 
the answer is yes to that question. Like you're hearing both, both of them are true. Um, and it really doesn't matter because you're getting the same message. And so he made mm-hmm. that distinction. I was like, okay, so the Holy Ghost is the instrument that Jesus uses to communicate with us. And then he told me to read this book called Following the Spirit into His Presence by John Pontius, I think. And so in there, uh-huh. he he also makes the same distinction between the light of Christ and the Holy Ghost. And he tells you, he goes over First Nephi 4 as a good example. And so I want to read some of this to you mm-hmm. and then kind of comment on the way through this. And I'm sure there's lots of other instances that are like very good at laying out how the Spirit speaks to us. But this is Nephi. First Nephi 4. 4.10 what? is where I'm going to start. So this is Nephi going to get the plates, right? And this is his, what, yeah, third attempt is, uh... or something like that. Uh, it yep. says, and it came to pass that I was constrained by the spirit that I should kill Laban. So that's Jesus talking to him through the spirit saying, kill Laban. Never at any time have I shed the blood of a man and I shrunk and wouldn't, would that I might not slay him. So that's himself, right? That's like, or, or I'm pretty sure that's himself or maybe Satan saying like, uh, you've never killed a man, you know, like you can't do that. And then and Nephi was, he shrunk. Mm-hmm. And the, the spirit said unto me again, behold, the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Yea, I also knew that he had sought to take away mine own life. And then he thinks about like all the reasons kind of why he could. Um, so this may be Jesus telling him again and commanding him again to do it. But it also could be the Holy Ghost teaching him or revealing to him the reason why Jesus is telling him to do this. And it came to pass that the spirit sent unto me again, slay him. So that's Jesus again commanding him. And then the spirit comes in again, teaching him and revealing to him why. Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. It is better that one man should perish than a nation should dwindle in unbelief. And now I, Nephi, had heard these words. I remember the words which he spake unto me in the wilderness, saying, Inasmuch as thy seed shall keep my commandments, they shall prosper in the land of promise. So he's, he's like remembering that. Maybe the spirit put this thought into his head, but he's kind of speaking to himself like, okay, so he's told me these things before and maybe it's connected and, and it's kind of making sense now. The spirit mm-hmm. is teaching him. He says, yeah, I also thought that they could keep the commandments of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to skip down to 17. And again, I knew that the Lord had delivered Laban into my hands for this cause. And that's key there too, because um, when he's talking about the the light of Christ, which is this almost like a, our conscious conscience telling us what is good and what is bad this part where he says i knew that the lord had delivered labor into my hands for this cause is is key because i think it's important for all of us to know that when we get these promptings as we call them a lot that we can we know if it's a prompting from god or not there's no we do question it but we question it but if we really want to know we will know like i don't think i think that that's really important and so I, I read that and I was learning these things and I will tell you one more story before I let you, you comment, unless you have something to say before I go into this last little bit. Well, I, I have some questions and I have some thoughts, but yeah, go ahead and go into your... So the, the your, last little piece of this, my, la- my last uh, step that I took on understanding the Holy Ghost was I went on vacation and we were visiting my wife's family and we actually went to sacrament meeting and there was a confirmation which i am so grateful for because i've listened to it and i was like whoa that's amazing because Mm -hmm. i was like it is so different from any of our other ordinances Mm -hmm. right because usually we like 
we're giving something, we give blessings and we give, they, they use the verbiage um, to receive, they tell you to receive the Holy Ghost. So it's not like we give unto you the Holy Ghost. It is, mm-hmm. we tell you, we are telling you to please receive this thing. Like you are now on a path mm-hmm. to go and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then we we took the sacrament and I realized as we were taking the sacrament after this confirmation that I, was, I had the thought that, wow, maybe the reason why we take the sacrament every week is because we need a reminder to receive the Holy Ghost every single week because every week we don't do it. Like I haven't done it yet, you know? So so maybe this this partaking of the sacrament to remember Jesus Christ and his sacrifice is also a reminder to us that we're not there yet. So that was my last little bit of of revelation uh, that came to me. What are your what are what are your thoughts? So the whole Nephi thing, and I think I think it's really interesting when you were talking about like the three different voices, because like as you were talking about that, I was like, okay, how do I interact with the Holy Ghost? And I was like, I think you're 100 percent spot on. I think there's your inner dialogue, and I think there's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of tools that the adversary can use, and I think doubt or excuses is, is a big one, and then kind yeah. of like a command, like go do this, like a prompting type of thing is. I think that's really interesting. I've never thought about that before. The only thing that I'm kind of hung up on is is that so Christ is speaking through the Holy Ghost and is the Holy Ghost his own person or so how does that work? Because I have always thought it was like they're all like one in purpose so that the Holy Ghost, if he were to speak, it's the same thing that as if Heavenly Father or Christ would be speaking. So not necessarily Christ using the Holy Ghost as like a, a, a cell phone to talk to you type of thing. Yeah, so um, which it's just so I, I understand what you're what you mean by all this. Yeah, so there there is a bit that like oh so i guess yeah that's that's a great question because i didn't exactly lay out what the holy ghost purpose is in the trinity so okay to me how i understand it is the holy ghost is is the tool that we also use to reach back to god so like if we want to learn something we have to keep the commandments and follow as many promptings Uh as we can to be worthy of the companionship of the Holy Ghost so that we can then ascend for lack of, that's the the first term that comes to my mind. So we can ascend into more understanding, into more humility, like things like that. Like that, When once we listen to those promptings, listen to the light of Christ and follow it, that will bring us closer to receiving the companionship of the Holy Ghost that will then bring us all of those things that it talks in the scriptures that comes like the peace, the revelation, learning the knowledge, like that's what the, the sanctification, like that's what will come Mm -hmm. once we get there. And that is the role of the Holy Ghost is to give us those things once we are worthy of it, I guess. So I agree with you, but I think like the way that I, that I look at it differently is that it's not, enabling you to in the future receive those blessings is that the holy ghost is here to right now receive those blessings if that makes sense i don't know a good scripture like second nephi what is it 32 angels speak by the power of the holy ghost Mm -hmm. so i guess what i'm saying is is that the holy ghost his his part in all of this is to teach us because the goal of earth right is to become like heavenly father one day that's 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 the end goal we're we're going through all this so that we can we can kind of take up that mantle and be like god Mm -hmm. type of thing 
um, and kind of like the name of the podcast is like line upon line, precept upon precept. I think we get that line upon line. And that's why I bring up this scripture is that angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, they speak the words of Christ. What the Holy Ghost would tell you. So let's say we go back to your example of, hey, go help your neighbor. That's what Christ would do in that moment. So you don't think it's literally Jesus Christ is the one sending that message through the Holy Ghost? Well, I don't know. Like, I'm sure you'll explain that. But I guess what I'm saying is, is that the the role of the Holy Ghost isn't we're, we're, we're striving to be worthy so that one day we can receive these things. But the role of the Holy Ghost is we're being worthy so that we can recognize his voice and influence and that we can be trusted more with his influence to do good things. And in doing those good things, we become more like Heavenly Father in this life type of thing and receive those blessings. Let me tell you how I read this verse, um, verse three. Okay. So angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is the power by which we receive messages from heaven. Okay. Wherefore, they speak the words of Christ. Uh-huh. And so the message is coming from Jesus Christ. And then it says to feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you should do. Uh-huh. So how do we get instruction on what we should do if it wasn't spiritual promptings? Uh-huh. Um well, I mean, it is like the scriptures, the prophets, and, and those things. I think that kind of what I've been picking up from on the things that I've been reading is like my next step is to to actually learn how to receive promptings and how to recognize them and then build up the courage to do them. Uh-huh. For me, that takes like a knowledge that it, it's coming from a good place. I recognize that it's it actually is, and I have this knowledge now that I can't question it because mm-hmm. I know where I came from. I know that it's a prompting, and so then I have to just choose, like, okay, am I going to do this thing, or am I going to not obey this commandment that I just received? Mm-hmm. And the the thing about the Spirit whispering to us, I think this is why they dis- they make the distinction between the light of Christ and the gift of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. is because the light of Christ it is the Holy Ghost giving us those messages and that is what's given to everybody and that is what helps us to keep progressing towards receiving the actual gift of constant companionship because I'm sure that like I feel like constant companionship that's something I don't really understand yet because if one of the gifts of the spirit is peace like I don't always have peace right and so that's why it kind of resonated with me that our commandment is to receive the Holy Ghost and like that's where I am now uh-huh. trying to follow prompting so that I can get there hopefully one day. I think there's something, it's like Doctrine and Covenants 84 um, that I didn't make a connection to of until you just started talking about it right now. It's Doctrine and Covenants 84, 46, yeah, 46. Okay, yeah, 46. And the Spirit is the Spirit giveth light to every man that cometh into the world, and the Spirit enlighteth every man through the world that hearkeneth to the voice of the Spirit. And every one that hearkeneth to the voice of the Spirit cometh unto God the Father, and the Father teacheth them of the covenant. So I guess, okay, so maybe just 46. Because, like, I, ne- I never I never made that connection. Because, like, I've always thought that the, the light of Christ was separate to the Holy Ghost type of thing. It, I thought the light of Christ was, like, our conscience, not necessarily... Because that would make more sense is that it's it's through the Holy Ghost that we're getting kind of those promptings type of thing. That's, that's I don't know. So I'm just, I'm, I'm connecting dots as you're talking. I don't know if this is helpful. Yeah, but. for sure. Like, as I, I mean, there's a lot of scriptures that I, I 
probably should have been more prepared to bring up with you. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of scriptures that like now when I read it, I'm like, wow, it's literally saying what I was just taught and I just never read it that way. So I just I could I didn't know. I read those scriptures thinking like, oh yeah, of course the spirit tells us what we should do, you know? And then I thought like and then we read this the spirit giveth light to every man. It's like, oh, the spirit is the one that shows us the light of Christ, you know, that mm-hmm. is giving us what is the light of Christ. Not not giving it to us, but like delivering it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the realization I came to. And then every single verse I read now that mentions the spirit, I'm like, wow, this is exactly right. It's just crazy that I've never, like nobody's ever told me that. And maybe it's just like, I wasn't ready for this precept. And so I had to get the nine other precepts that came before it mm-hmm. to, to, to be in a place where I could receive it. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's, that's where I'm at now. And that's why, that's why I wanted to share it with you so bad uh-huh. is because I was like, it was so enlightening to me and it was so much like, wow, literally this whole question of like letter of the law versus spirit of the law. It's like, what does it matter if we follow every prompting that we receive? Mm-hmm. like the spirit is the law like the law is jesus and, yeah. and he's the one that is telling us to do these things and so i thought it was really really profound and yeah. like i i felt like this is definitely where i need to be going and need to be working on and i mean like as we're talking i can go off in like a million because i i love this this is i i've i've gone back and i've studied this but in different forms like what is it to worship uh-huh. Or what is it like the influence of the Holy Ghost or line upon line and like how did Christ learn and stuff like that? Okay, so back to you. I don't know if you ever you you explained the whole Christ using the Holy Ghost to talk to us and not. So are you saying that the Holy Ghost isn't the one who's talking to us, or is it that Christ is using the Holy Ghost to talk to us? Because I think that's a that's a big distinction. So if we go back to the first Nephi, okay. So if we go back to first Nephi four verse ten. And I read those verses again. It says, I was constrained by the spirit that I should kill Laban. Mm -hmm. So he hears this prompting, kill Laban. Mm -hmm. What he's hearing is the spirit where the message came from is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, um, like the tool that Jesus Christ uses to communicate with us is the spirit. Okay. But like, where where are you getting that from? Like, where where do you make that connection that Christ is the one that's talking to Nephi, not the Holy Ghost? Mm, A lot of the stuff comes from the book. Okay. Um, that I was reading, but he backs it up with a lot of scriptures. That That's what I was saying. I, I should have came more prepared to explain that further and maybe we can do it another time. Okay. But he basically, he points to this and, and he lays it all out and he goes to a lot of other scriptures that say, like you read it and you're like, wow, how have I never picked that up because I've read these scriptures before, you know? Uh-huh. So he gets the prompting from Jesus Christ through the spirit and then the spirit, the, the role that the spirit plays is in verse... 13 like behold the lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes that's where he's getting knowledge like the Uh spirit is like okay you've received that message from jesus christ you plan on doing it now that you've decided to follow this prompting i can now teach you Mm -hmm. so he's invited the spirit the gift of the holy ghost to come in and to reveal to him why this is important and to teach him Mm-hmm. So I guess I was saying earlier that we were on this quest to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, but it's not like we don't have access to the Holy Ghost to teach us, to bring us peace and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just this this constant companionship part of it that I think is where we're going. Okay. Constant companionship yes. with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Well, 
but we already have constant companionship with the Holy Ghost. That's that's what we get in when we're baptized. Through confirmation or through baptism? Through confirmation. Yeah, and that's what I thought too until I heard that confirmation that Sunday that said receive the Holy Ghost. It, uh-huh. it was like it was it was like an invitation or a commandment. It like to me it was a commandment to receive the Holy Ghost. And so and it wasn't just like because I was thinking, you know, think of new converts, right? Uh-huh. They get baptized, they are confirmed and they hear this commandment to receive the Holy Ghost. Do you think that person then walks away from that sacrament meeting like with eternal peace, just a plethora of new knowledge and purifying and sanctification? Like like they haven't really become new creatures just yet. Yeah. And I'm not trying to knock any recent converts. I mean, that's a no, huge no, no, step. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not there, certainly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think you become right. new creatures all the time, not necessarily like, but that's that's the whole shtick. That's why we're here is to get better type of thing. Yeah. And, and this phrase, like, I thought about Nicodemus as, as well mm-hmm. and his, um, and this is me, just my, my thoughts and speculation. I, this isn't like new knowledge that I've gained. It's just like something I've been pondering. Nicodemus, when he goes to Jesus and he says, what does he say? He says, you're a great teacher. I just wanted to meet you or something. Like he doesn't even like, how do you do these miracles or something like that is what he (laughs) says. And Jesus is like, unless a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus is like, born again. Like, what are you like? What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Right. And then he says, like, am I supposed to like come out of my mother's womb again? You know, like what, how do you, how are you born again? Right. He was so confused, but I think he was actually not that far off because when I think of like the person that I used to be mm-hmm. and who God has enabled me to become, it it's like I'm a new person. Mm-hmm. It's like I have been born again and I am this new, like, I feel like, and maybe this is my pride, but I feel like a new creature. Oh no, 100% because that's, so that's that's an aspect of the Holy Ghost that I don't think we've talked about a lot is that he's that sanctifying power. He's he's the enabler with the atonement. He's the way that we change. There's a scripture where Lehi is talking to his sons. Oh, I love that. When he when he gives them blessings. Yeah, so it's at the end where it's like allow let the Holy Ghost into your heart. Let me see if I can just find it really quick. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it. I wish I could remember. Okay, maybe check this out. Okay. So I'm in 2 Nephi 31, uh-huh. and I'm going to read 17, 18, 19. So this is where he says, Wherefore, do the things which I have told you I have seen that your Lord and your Redeemer should do. For for this cause have they been shown unto me, that ye might know the, the gate by which ye should enter. For the gate by which ye should enter is repentance and baptism by water. And then cometh the remission of your sins by fire and by the Holy Ghost. And then... Are ye in this straight and narrow path, which leads to eternal life? Yea, ye have entered in by the gate. Ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son. Um, in 19, he says, And now, my beloved brethren, after ye have gotten into this straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay. For ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Wherefore, you must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. So, and, and again, this might just be like, this is just like my 
my next step. So I, I'm sure there's like a million more steps after the step that I've just taken in understanding the role of the Holy Ghost. But again, this is like another scripture talking about the Holy Ghost where I read it differently now because mm-hmm. it's saying like we're we're not done after we're baptized and get confirmed that we have to follow the words of Christ and we do that through promptings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's something that I'm going to have to look into after this is like, what does that mean, the words of Christ? Because it's like, if if we're being really, really nitpicky, there's not a ton of the words of Christ. You know what I mean? There's like yeah. third Nephi, and then there's like the New Testament. And then there's there's times when, when Christ came down and, and was teaching things in person. But like, what, what does that mean, the words of Christ? And the whole angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, they speak the words of Christ. So that's yeah. just, that's interesting. I don't know. It's something that I'm going to have to look into because that's, that's a really interesting way to look at it. And I haven't looked at it as like Christ is speaking to us through the Holy Ghost. I always thought it was just the Holy Ghost. But I right. did find this. So to go on like the tangent that I was going on before is like, he he teaches us, but then he's also the great sanctifier, you know. And he he's he's the the enabler. He's he's the the way that we change through the atonement type of thing mm-hmm. is the Holy Ghost. And and a and a chapter that I really like is Second Nephi chapter thirty three, verse one and two. Um, and now I Nephi cannot write cannot write all the things which were taught. And and this this whole so thirty two, we we could spend hours on thirty two and thirty three because thirty two I think this is what Nephi is teaching us is the importance of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole spiel of this. And then in 32, he's kind of wrapping up his thoughts before he's done. And he's like, and now I Nephi cannot write all the things which were taught among my people, neither am I mighty in writing like unto speaking. For when a man speaketh by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost carrieth, carry it unto the hearts of the children of men. But behold, there are many that harden their hearts against the Holy Ghost, that have no place in them. Wherefore, they cast many things away, which are written, and esteem them as things of naught. And I think that it goes into like a like a broken heart and a contrite spirit. I think like the way so you were talking about becoming new creatures in Christ. Mm-hmm. The way that we do that is through the Holy Ghost by having a broken heart and a contrite spirit and allowing that into our hearts. And then we do that, we're able to change. Yeah, but if we and, don't. Then and that we don't. brings us back to some of my thoughts on the constant companionship. Because what happens when we don't uh, when we don't follow a prompting? Uh, the spirit will leave us, right? Because we didn't we didn't. We didn't follow that commandment that we just received to do this thing. and I, I, I don't know if I agree with leave. I don't think he ever leaves us. I think our ability to listen is diminished. Well, but maybe, uh, maybe leave Sorry. is the wrong word, but um, we won't receive another prompting for a while. Uh-huh. There was a talk by President Monson where he was talking about the Holy Ghost and trust. And so he was... Um, he told this story about how he was, and, and this was a long time ago. This was like during a youth conference when I was a kid. Oh, nice. Um, um, he, he, he wasn't there, but it was like a, it was like a video conference type of thing. And he told this story where he was an adult and he was in the pool and he was doing backstrokes and he had a, he had a prompting to go visit a sister in his ward. I think he was a bishop at the time. And then kind of like this, the same thing you talked about earlier, which I thought was really cool is because I've never really recognized those different voices until you mentioned that. It's like the, so he was prompted, hey, go go visit the sister, she needs you. And he's like, well, I'm in the middle of swimming, it's cold outside, I have all these things, these are my goals, these are good things. But his thought was, and this is the thing that's kind of stuck with me forever, is that if I disobey this, how can God trust me with anything in the future? And so he gets up and he and he goes and he, helps his sister and it was this this big thing for her and stuff like that and i can find that talk later but uh like the thing that 
the like the thing that stuck with me was like I want to be and President Monson was a good tool. I want to be a good tool for Heavenly Father. You know what I mean? I want to be a good like that's how you become like Heavenly Father is doing those things. But like the way that he talked about it with like trust is that like hey like line upon line. I'm I'm prompting you to do this and that and then if you can follow that then you're given more type of thing and more trust and and more promptings and more ability and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's that's the one big thing that all of our church leaders have in common is their ability to follow promptings. Yeah. And they talk about it all the time. They talk all about the time. experiences that they have where they didn't follow a prompting and it turned out horribly and they vowed from then on out that they will always follow the spirit. You know, they like every single one of them has that story. And it's just incredible to realize that that's what sets them apart. Mm -hmm. And that's what I can do to come closer to God. Yeah. And I think it takes practice. Like it it takes it. I'm still so bad. I'm I'm talking like I, like I now follow every prompting. I'm still so bad at it. You know, like I still, I, I even realized the other day that, one of those voices, the voice of myself tries to mimic sometimes the voice of the spirit, you know, because I like, I'll try and tell myself to do something as if I am the spirit, you know, like, like Josh, go get some ice cream and eat it. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I need to, I need to slow myself down and be a little bit more humble so I can, I can listen better. And I think it's just because it, it, it and I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect at it by any chance, but I, but ever since that story, I've, I've, I've really wanted that. And so I've practiced that. I have a lot of like interesting stories that that, is, that have come from like acting on that prompting. Like one just happened yesterday that that turned out really well. It was I, I was prompted. I was just sitting. I was on my computer. I was doing stuff, and it was like, "Hey, text this person right now. Just text them." But like, but I think the thing that you need to practice is those are my favorite prompting. Text somebody. Well, yeah, or it's like, or there was one where it was like, I mean, I don't, I don't it's stupid, but like it was like like our. I was in Utah. My my parent, my mom and brothers were in uh, Oregon and their favorite cat was like missing for a month. And I was, I was at work on a grave and was just kind of sitting there and it was like, Hey, call Jake and tell him to go outside with, with cat food and then call for this cat. And the cat came type of thing. So it's just like, Dang, that's sick actually. But the thing is, is that like the practice I think is recognizing what's your thoughts and then what's like the Holy ghost and then like immediately acting on it and not questioning it type of thing. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but like the practice comes from, from recognizing the prompting and that that's not just your own thought. Yeah. That's why, that's why I thought this topic was important because it's, it's helped me to recognize it. Yeah. Because I mean, how can you do it if you don't recognize it? Yeah. I don't know, but it's huge. I mean, and then this is, I've, uh, I've, I've thought about this a lot and I've talked with other people about it a lot, but this is like the whole shooting match right here. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is everything. This is, this is repentance. This is change. This is the atonement. This is, this is worship. This is becoming like heavenly father. This is, everything is connected to this type of thing. And it's just, it's really cool. And like, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to talk to you about it and have all these new perspectives of like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Like, being able to be like, hey, these are the different voices and going like, okay, this doubt or these excuses, that's not me. That's like the adversary. That's huge. You know what I mean? That's 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 huge in that moment type of thing that you can kind of discern that. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Another thing that I was kind of like looking at was and kind of going back to and just something that I've been thinking of more recently when we were talking about it is that 
like Christ. If the goal is we're becoming like Heavenly Father, and I and I don't think because it, it did say, oh, it's in Doctrine and Covenants somewhere. Let me see if I can find my notes. Where Christ learned a line upon line, precept upon precept. Oh, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 9313. And this is this this the scripture kind of has some negative connotations because it kind of goes a little crazy. And a lot of people <laughs> refer to this this uh section for a lot of like kind of sideways stuff. Okay, so do you know the history behind this uh, section? I don't know. Okay, so this is John. This is part of John's like record of Christ. Like John, John the beloved John type of John. Mm-hmm. The beginning is, is like, okay, I, I got this vision. And then like, and then six, and John saw and bore record of the fullness of the glory and the fullness of John's record is hereafter to be revealed. Um, and seven, and he bore record saying, I saw his glory that he was in the beginning before the world was. And he's talking about Christ. Therefore, in the beginning, the word was, for he was the word, even the messenger of salvation, the light and the redeemer of the world, the spirit of truth who came into the world because the world was made by him and in him was the life of men and the light of man, which kind of goes into like the whole spirit of Christ sort of stuff. And I, John, bear record, and this is 11, that I behold his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, even the spirit of truth, which came and dwelt in the flesh, and dwelt among us. And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at first, but received grace for grace. And he received not the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received the fullness. And thus he was called the Son of God, because he received not of the fullness at first. And so I guess that question, the thing that I'm getting into, and kind of going back to the whole is Christ talking through the Holy Ghost, is that I think from that and other scriptures that I've, that I've that I read in the New Testament, is that Christ was like us, where he wasn't, he didn't have everything when he was first born, but then went from line upon line, precept upon precept. But I think the way that happened was through the Holy Ghost, if that makes sense. Like he was being taught by the Holy Ghost, just like we're taught by the Holy Ghost type of thing. Because that's that's the way that we change. I don't know. Does that make sense? Um, I I want to say yes, but it it's not clicking in my head at all. So like I understand okay. what you're saying, but like I don't, I don't, I would not say that I understand it. <laughs> okay. So I guess the, the, yeah. the point I'm trying to make is that like throughout like a lot of the New Testament, he's like, hey, I'm not speaking for me. I'm only saying the things that heavenly, that God said before me. I don't do my will, but I do the will of God. Mm-hmm. And and what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I think what that scripture is saying is that he's learning that from grace to grace is that maybe that happened through the Holy Ghost. And that's how he was able to like learn those things to do what God. So I, it, it goes back to like, like the whole go talk to your neighbor prompting where it's if you're being prompted by the Holy Ghost to go talk to your neighbor and angels speak by the Holy Ghost, wherefore they speak the words of Christ and you're speaking with the power of the Holy Ghost, you're doing what Christ would be doing if he was there in that moment, if you're following the prompting. So in essence, we're learning what Christ would do and in and an extension learning what God would do which means that we're learning how to become like Heavenly Father, which is the whole point of coming to mortality. And so what I'm saying is, is that I think it was the same process for Christ where he didn't have everything in the beginning. He learned for grace from grace, but he learned that the same way that we learn it is by saying, hey, neighbor lady, let me help you with this. Except he, he was much better at it, obviously. So like the way that we learn to become like Heavenly Father is through the Holy Ghost and through actions and acting on the Holy Ghost and doing that, that sort of thing. I don't, I don't know if this makes sense. 
No, it doesn't. I understand what you're saying. Okay. Okay. You seem you, you looked confused. I was like, okay, I don't know. No, I'm I, think, I also need to get a camera. I'm pondering. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean that. I I mean, I think this has been a great discussion. What did you want to talk about next time? Did you want to talk about charity? Is that what? Or do you want to study a little bit more and pick something else? Or what do you want to do? I'm down for charity. I'm down for charity. Charity.